Good morning. It's the 9th of April 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonyero. In a first story, Pope Francis has appointed Bishop Paul Semogerere of Kasanaluwero as the apostolic administrator for Kampala Archdiocese after the death of Dr. Cyprian Kizitolwanga. The appointment was made by Papal Nuncio to Uganda Luigi Bianco during the requiem mass for the fallen archbishop at Rubaga Cathedral. And now I am an important message about the administration of the Archdiocese of Kampala during the time of the vacant see after the death of Archbishop Cyprian Kizito Luanga. The congregation for the evangelization of peoples in the name of His Holiness Pope Francis has appointed his Joseph Paul Semogerere, Bishop of the Diocese of Casanaluevo, as Apostolic Administrator of the Archdiocese of Kampala. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Health has lowered the age of priority groups targeted for people to receive COVID-19 vaccination. Over 144,000 people have so far received the first dose of the vaccine. The ministry commenced vaccination on March 10th, starting with health workers, teachers, security personnel and people aged 70 years and above. The health minister Dr. Jane Ruth Acheng says they have now lowered the access age to 50 years, including people aged 18 to 50 years with complications like cancer, diabetes, pressure among others to be vaccinated. Currently 144,025 people have received their first dose of the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. As of today, we have lowered the age of priority people targeted for vaccination. All persons aged 50 years and above and those aged 18 to 50 years with comorbidities such as cancer, hypertension, diabetes, liver, heart, kidney disease are now eligible for COVID-19 vaccination. Also in our national news, the Kawempe North MP elect Muhammad Segirinya has pleaded with court to grant him bail to prepare for his swearing-in ceremony. Segirinya was appearing before the Buganda Road Court via an audio-visual link, but his request was denied. Prosecution led by Joan Keko was ready to proceed with three witnesses but defense lawyer Shamim Malende informed court that the defense team is only prepared with the bail hearing and not the trial because the prosecution hasn't shared with them its evidence. The resident state attorney was quick to oppose the defense's request saying that they have not shown any interest in the matter because they have never taken any step to get disclosure from them. The magistrate remanded Segirinya father to enable defense organize itself. Segirinya was arrested on March 22 in Kampala for holding an illegal demonstration. Let's see what's happening in West Nile. The National Forest Authority in West Nile has ordered illegal occupants to vacate K Forest Reserve or face forceful eviction. Over 1000 people illegally encroached into the forest reserve during the COVID-19 lockdown when inspections were restricted in two gazetted forest areas. K Forest Reserve is located in Yumbe and Koboko districts. 
Robert Owen, the regional range manager of NFA, told the new vision that the illegal occupants have until April 12th to vacate the forest voluntarily. He said those who fail to comply will be dealt with as provided for in the relevant laws. Uh, we began uh, inspection of the forest and we discovered that a large number of people had moved back, carrying out to cultivation, clearing trees, burning charcoal. Some are even still cutting afzelia trees to, to, to sell the logs. Uh, others are grazing. And some of these encroachers are not even the indigenous people around uh, Yumbe Koboko. Some have come all the way from South Sudan, others from DRC Congo. Then others have moved moved from neighboring districts of Moyo, uh, Maracha, uh, Arua here, Madokolo. You, you, they tell you where they have come from. And therefore, in order to revive all this process once again, we conducted uh, elaborate meetings with the, the leadership in Yumbe district and Koboko district. And uh, a deadline of 12th April 2021 has been set for all encroachers inside Mount K Central Forest Reserve to vacate voluntarily. This is the only chance. Uh, that we allow them gather whatever belongs to them and move out peacefully. The ones who are adamant, uh, they may not like the processes that will take place because it will involve arrest and all their property belonging will be confiscated and exhibited in court for their prosecutions. The resident district commissioner of Yumbe, Caroline Angolere, said the district task force will support the district forest office in environmental management and conduct afforestation. This is how we should afrostrate. These laws are very clear, well stipulated. It is just that people are doing these things with impunity. But I want to assure you, with my presence in Yombe, and the rest of the people can testify to you, it has not been an easy ride for the few days I've been around. And from the time I engaged with my team in this operation, in verifying all the documentations, the, the legalities involved in, uh, in forest management, it has not been an easy ride. So we are going to deal with each and every one involved in this. We are not going to rest. If there, is no, if there are no individuals, who can come out clearly to protect what is left. So what future do we have for the next generation? We do not have the future for the next generation. We cannot all sit down and accept that we have failed. We have not failed. We shall keep trying until we succeed. The medical director of Kumi Hospital in Ongino has raised an alarm over the worsening state of the facility. Dr. Lazarus Odua told the New Vision that the hospital is grappling with lack of equipment in the theater and other departments. Dr. Odua said of the three theater rooms, two are poorly stocked, while one is completely empty and yet they receive many patients who need surgery. He added that the hospital also needs an ambulance and a modern mortuary because at times they are forced to have to leave the bodies next to the patients in the wards. Dr. Odua says they have qualified staff, only that they need equipment to facilitate their work. Kumi Hospital is a, an old institution. It's way behind its standard for now. Reason being, the hospital has faced a number of challenges. Recently, most of the equipment are obsolete. For example, uh, in the theater, our anesthesia machine is no longer working. And yet we, 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 we handle patients of different categories, which actually need uh, to be on general anesthesia, and the, the machine is really highly needed. Uh, there are also a number of equipment in theater that are lacking. Operation lights, uh, operating tables, uh, cesarean section sets are also few. And yet we handle a number of patients. Uh, we also, as a hospital, do not have uh, a functional ambulance services. 
there's only one ambulance which is very far uh, from the patients. So we would also be at a greater level if we had an ambulance. Uh, among us all, institution found in 1929, most of the buildings are really old, dilapidated, and really inhabitable. As a hospital, we would be really at a level of center of excellence if we are also helped in our laboratory services with machines, interventional radiology, especially a CT scan. Sister Susan Okwakol, the assistant DHO of Kumi District, noted that the district is well aware about the challenges that Ongino Hospital is going through since it is supported by the government through partnerships, but the challenge is that the funds are limited. However, she notes that the district is going to send government-paid staff to cover the gap of staffing. As Kumi District Local Government, Kumi District is partnering with uh, private not-for-profit facilities. So Kumi District is aware and is in support. Personally, I am here as one, the district health officer representing the board in the district. All what is happening here, we are aware about it, uh, the issues of lighting. Yes, I know uh, Kumi Hospital has just uh, put up a new theater, which is still underway to make sure that all the equipment is put in place but this is not possible because of the limited resources that as a district and government we also want to extend this um, plea to the government of Uganda because majority of the patients that come across here are coming all the way from Uganda Nelson Mandela la call take two Nelson Mandela law call the newly elected LC5 chairperson of Kumi pledge his support to Ongino Hospital when he assumes the office because his dream is to increase and improve access to health services. Meanwhile, Busula Farouk, the president of the Rotary Club of Rubaga in Kampala, in a visit to Ongino, promised to go and mobilize resources to support the establishment of a mortuary. Let's see what's happening in western Uganda. The Ministry of Works has launched the upgrading of poor roads in Chamuhungu in Bushenyi district. This follows numerous complaints from residents of Chamuhungu Town Council and Chamuhungu sub-counties in Bushenyi about the poor state of their roads. Speaking at the launch of the construction of the 11-kilometer Chamuhungu-Kakoni-Bitoma Road at Chamuhunga CDC offices on Wednesday, the Bushenyi District Chairperson Jaffa Basaja Balaba apologized to the residents of Chamuhunga over the delay to work on the bad roads. He said after several efforts to have this road worked on, the ministry finally allocated money to work on the bad roads. According to the district engineer Kiza Mbonimpa, the road will cost 515 million shillings to upgrade, put maram and install culverts to first grade. Rafael Majezi, the local government minister, said all the four major roads that connect Chamuhunga to the sub-counties will be upgraded with first-class maram this financial year. In Gulu district, low revenue collection has affected the district council business. Simon Peter Uchen, the senior finance officer in charge of local revenue for Gulu district, says they were only able to hold three meetings out of the planned six because of low revenue collections. A district council meeting which includes that of an executive committee costs about 17 million shillings. He says they had fewer council meetings because of failure to collect enough local revenue to fund the sittings. Unlike other programs funded by the central government, district local meetings get funding from local revenue. Ochen revealed that they used to raise more revenue from forest products, but this is no longer available since COVID-19 broke out. Gulu district budgeted to raise a total of 1.2 billion shillings from local revenue, but only realized 
560 million in the 2020-2021 financial years. In the event we are unable to realize the quarterly limits, our hands are tied because most of our operations of, of council is dependent on local revenue. So this has affected operation of the district and the sub-counties. Then the other thing which has affected us so much is uh, we should have held at least like two or three council meetings now. That has also not happened. Most of our councils have not sat as the law requires just because we are unable to realize enough local revenue to support their sittings. And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. Good morning.